Hi, I'm Todd Killian, and welcome to Christmas Clatter, the podcast that celebrates everything that makes Christmas special. Be sure to head over to our website, christmasclatter.com. There you'll find our weekly blog posts. You can also sign up for our free monthly email newsletter, Clatter Chatter. You can also send me a message via email at todd at christmasclatter.com. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. Hey, welcome back to Christmas Clatter. I'm Todd Killian. Well, it's the beginning of June, June 1st to be exact. May went by in a hurry. Uh, Sorry I didn't get out things like I had planned on a personal note. I've been having some back issues. I have a uh, MRI scheduled for later this week as this releases, but don't. uh, it's nothing too serious. Don't worry about it. It just makes it a little difficult to uh, sit at the old podcast desk and edit and record and things in a timely manner. That on the top of it, you know, just time going by fast, kids getting out of school, graduation, that kind of stuff. It just kind of all snowballed on me. So I'll, as a podcast host and a YouTube channel, I will promise you to make sure I don't overpromise and underdeliver anymore. You guys deserve better than that. And I thank you, each and every one of you that take time to listen and to watch. Not a whole lot going on as far as announcements. I mean, it is June. That means Leon Day will be coming up you know, this month. And then the Hallmark releases are like just a little over a month away. You know, where they'll be in stores and then Christmas in July. And this marathon is quickly starting to turn into a sprint to Christmas and I cannot wait. I do have a a great show for you today. It is a little lengthy. It's been a long time since I've put up a, a discussion this long up, but I feel it was uh, well worth it. I brought in the winner of the Merry Melee and sorry for that spoiler. If you have not seen it as of yet, but the winner Tim Babb of Can't Wait for Christmas podcast joins me. This is the first time he's actually been on Christmas Clatter solo. He's came on two previous melees, and me and him have uh, collaborated on other things together for other podcasts. This is the first time just me and Tim sat down to talk, and uh, in typical Christmas Clatter fashion, we do divert from Christmas here and there, but I hope you uh, enjoy and be sure to check out Tim on can't wait for Christmas. There's links in the show notes. So here is Mr. Tim Babb. Well, join him here on Christmas clatter for the first time solo. He's been here twice before, but both times on a merry melee with a whole host of other people is the one and only First time ever, Merry Melee champion, Tim Babb from Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. Hey, Tim, thanks for joining me. Two-time Merry Melee champion. Yes. (laughs) Two-time, two-time. The only one who can claim that at this time. (laughs) Yes. And thank you for having me. (laughs) Well, thank you for for coming on. I I, uh, 
was hoping that uh, we could get, make this work out because I wanted you to be the, you know, guest right after the, I, my, my plan was to have the winner of the melee, you know, as the guest afterwards. And if you guys haven't seen the, or listened to the melee, go back and listen to it. It was, uh, it was pretty, pretty epic event. <laughs> so t- I mean, yeah, it did end up being yes. lengthy. <laughs> they do end up being lengthy and uh, I need to do better about that. I'm not, I'm not sure how, but, uh, Lots of lots of ideas and thoughts swirling around on those. So. I feel like it's partially my fault. Whenever I'm a guest on a podcast, the podcast goes long. So uh, it doesn't <laughs> hurt my feelings. And uh, not to get into the numbers, <laughs> it seems like the numbers, the people don't mind it being long either. So as long as as long as they are entertained, so <laughs> <laughs> yes. that's what's important. So how has your life changed since you won the Merry Melee? <laughs> I mean. The sky is bluer. Yeah. <laughs> eggnog tastes mm-hmm. sweeter, <laughs> which is a lie. Uh, I don't like eggnog. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have found myself bragging about it to people who didn't listen, as though <laughs> as though they should be impressed. Like I'll be having a conversation with my family. I'm like that reminds me. Uh, I had to pretend that I didn't like the movie. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and I, I sold it. I, where are you going? Hey, hey, I'm still talking. Oh, man. You'll be resting on those laurels for many Christmases to come. <laughs> that was a super lucky pull for that particular yeah. question because I had just done a thing on Christmas Vacation not long before that. And when I was doing research on it, one of the things that had come up is people being like, you know, modern, through looking at it through the modern day lens and how, like, it, it you know, it, it, just people picking, nitpicking, and finding faults with it. I'm like, oh, I remember reading those articles. I can just regurgitate some of those plots that I, I mean, some of those points that I oh, can yeah. remember. Yeah, you did wonderful. That was that was really, um, I think that's what kind of locked locked in your confidence because that was a tough round. Those those blind fights have to be uh, really tough to be, you know, that quick on your feet to to think of that that kind of thing. So, but <laughs> I, I kind of like them. I like the element of surprise. To it and uh, yes, and yeah. The, that way, the fighters don't know what's coming. It's uh, to get behind the scenes of the melee a little bit. You know, the fighters submit. You know, you know about three answers for each question, and then we we go through and make sure they don't have the same answer, and, and they get locked in. And sometimes they get their second or third choice for the answer, but then they get about a week or so to prepare and and things. And the the blind fight, they have no idea what's coming, so it's all all the uh, off the top of their head and, and see how they can adjust. And, and I can imagine it's tough. But. I'm glad I just never had to do the tiebreaker either time because both times my answer for the tiebreaker was awful. <laughs> it does require a little bit of luck, I suppose, but uh, we, we do have um <laughs> Well, the first time, like, <laughs> the first time it was like, who's the Hallmark movie queen? And my first two answers were picked by the other two <laughs> people. So I had to go with my third, who was... Like I was just like, uh, who's the third person? And I scribbled down a name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that is tough. I, I had a feeling that uh, I had a missed opportunity on on the, and I didn't realize it till after the melee on the uh, speed light round, lightning round, quick round. And if you ever hear me refer to that as something completely different, it's because I can't think of a great name. And I, if I do, I always forget it. So I just refer to all three. And you know, we had the expendables question about. Which expendable should be, uh, you know, go to Hallmark, and it's like maybe the next question should be which Hallmark queen goes to do an action franchise, you know? So, 
feel like Lacey Chabert would be my pick. Yeah. For an action I, franchise. I think she'd be, I think she could do I, she I think pull she that could off. pull it off. And I could see her doing like a, uh, I don't know, like a spy kind of, you know, uh, thriller yeah. thing. Or like a, a, someone who has, like someone who stumbles into it. Like <laughs> she, now she's a yeah. spy. Like, wait, this is not what I, I just, oh, well, I got to yeah. do it now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, that, that might appear in, in the season two of the Mary Melee. You just <laughs> never know. But uh, I got a few. Yeah. Stay tuned. I don't know if uh, if I told you, but I have a few changes for season two of the Melee. And I hope you'll come back and uh, fight and judge for them. But um, I'm going to have uh, two permanent judges uh, for each one to kind of give it some consistency. And uh, Jerry D from Totally Rad Christmas and uh, Chris from Christmas Time in the City are going to sit in as permanent judges. And then I'll have one like rotating guest judge and that hopefully give it a little, little, nice. little bit more consistency, you know, for the fighters to be able to prepare answers and things. And then, uh, Jerry's going to take over the host duties. Uh, and then I'm going to hop in and fight on an episode. So, but are you still going to come up with the questions? Cause that seems like nope. it's cheating. No, nope. that, that'll be all on Jerry <laughs> and Chris. That's, that's why I want it. That's why right. I wanted two permanent judges, uh, so they can get a couple, couple rounds in, and then they can take it over. And I'm not, I'm not even going to be in charge of who the other two fighters are. It'll be all on them. Oh, so, yeah. So I can't, I can't, I can't wait for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's funny because you've you've probably seen a lot of people fight and be like, oh, I want to get in on that fighting action. Whereas I've been like fighting a couple times, I'm like I'd like to get in on yeah. that judging action. I would like to be the one in control in, in control of yes. fate. Yes, just like it, I tell you what the uh, the host judge the host <laughs> judge is a little bit tough. I mean, it's got the questions going on, but then you kind of have to you have to uh, herd the cats a little bit sometimes and uh, and get in there and, <laughs> and uh, with the internet lag sometimes that's a, that's a little bit tougher. Yeah, so but it's a lot of fun. We have a good time. So it just takes a minute to get them done. Well, Tim, uh, you've been Christmas podcasting uh, almost just about as long as anybody else has at this point. Uh, there might be two or three podcasts uh, I mean, before you. Yeah, I feel yeah at least. Uh, yeah, there were some going when I was when I started. Like, cause I'm only, mine's not quite six years old yet. It will be in July. Yeah. It was one of the first ones I've, uh, I've, I discovered when I first thought, you know, there has to be Christmas podcasts and, and I binged through it. <laughs> I binged through it in a hurry and got caught up and then, you know, stayed caught up from there. I don't, if, if you've told the story in your podcast, I apologize. It's, it's been a little bit since, since I heard it, but how did you decide to start? Can't wait for Christmas. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, just generally there was one Christmas where I was working three jobs. I was working two like in-person jobs and I was telecommuting before COVID for a third job. And I still managed to work in some stand-up gigs uh, all at the same time. So I completely missed the run up to Christmas. Like all of this was during, like all of this was during the run up to Christmas. So like I had no spare time for Christmas goodness. And then like, I think I remember we like threw lights on the house I like I bought them. I bought them like two days before Christmas and then threw lights on the house. And then, you know, we had Christmas. And I remember the day after Christmas, we had to leave somewhere. So like we had to rip down the tree because we didn't want to leave an old, because it was mm -hmm. a real tree at the time. 
uh, so we didn't want to leave an old, you know, dying tree sitting in the house where it could catch fire. So we had to like rip off all the decorations, take down the tree, leave it out on the curb. And like, so Christmas just start. It seemed like Christmas just started and stopped for me in like less than a week. And uh, sorry, I keep kicking the leg of the table and that makes the entire camera wobble. I don't want you to think just because it's California, we're constantly having earthquakes during this interview. Uh <laughs> Uh, so then like I for some reason I've never been able to catch up since that year like I'm always like I'm always in the mood for Christmas like all the time and so I decided to channel that into a podcast where I could find maybe there's some like-minded visuals out there who wanted to listen to somebody jibber jabber about Christmas and then I could look into things that I didn't know about Christmas or things that I already knew a lot about and could talk about and that's that's basically why I decided to start it I'm so glad you did because uh, I understand that uh, that Christmas that kind of gets away from you. I, I I had one like that too, and it was like never again will this happen. I will not put my tree up that late, or or anything. And and I, you know, it's like and it's like never again will that happen. And in fact, a few years ago, on a, on a much smaller scale, it's like you know, I used to have this rule where I didn't listen to Christmas music to like July. And then I just kind of started slowly listening to it over and over, you know, more and more as Christmas comes. And then it was like one Christmas. It's like, I didn't feel like I listened to enough, you know? So I was like changing my rule. I'm listening <laughs> to it whenever I want to now, you know? So, <laughs> but although ironically, and I don't know if this, uh, this is probably true for you too. Like now that you have a Christmas podcast, December and November, it could become really busy with doing stuff for the podcast. Yes. You kind of, miss out on some actual Christmas stuff like IRL. Yes. <laughs> You're like, wait, ironically, I have <laughs> cursed myself to miss more Christmas by do- talking about Christmas. <laughs> yeah. See, last year I went to weekly, weekly plus episodes and I was like, I'm going to record all these and have them ready. And so all I have to do is l- upload them. And yeah, life is paved with good intentions, you know? So it's like, <laughs> it's like, like the night before I'm said they're just trying to get something that, that seems like a thought put together and recorded. And <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes. Many a times I've been there. I'm like, cause you know, I've set that hard uh-huh. deadline of the 25th of every month. So sometimes that like just, just a couple of days ago, it was like the 24th. Well, actually it was already the 25th. It was like three in the morning. I'm like, come on, come on. It's got to come together. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like I had finished editing it, except like the sound, I like added added clips from, I did the top five uh, British panel uh, shows and their Christmas uh, Christmas uh-huh. moments. And uh, like for some reason, when I recorded the clips the first time, they just had a, oh no, over it. And I was like, ah, it's not that noticeable. And then as I'm listening back to it again, I'm like, nope, I got to do that all <laughs> over again. <laughs> but I had waited till I had finished editing the entire episode before I went and heard that. And I was like, Nope, it's not good enough. I gotta, I gotta go back oh. and redo it. And so I was like, uh, uh, "Why do I do this oh, to myself? Man. Why don't I have a top five list of things that don't require a clip?" <laughs> yeah, you, you do uh, like, like I did with the top five uh, Hallmark ornaments on YouTube. You can do Hallmark ornaments, uh, the Santa Claus with the bag. Oh, on a, <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like on an audio podcast. Right, that's perfect. Right, they, yeah, yep. this one. You can't see it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, the reindeer one with the red nose. And at number three. <laughs> so. I actually think I did do that one year when they released a bunch of or- ornaments that I happened to like, uh, that I happened to particularly like. And uh, I actually ended up buying whatever yes, I picked as number Yes, you did. One. And you described them in great detail. And in fact, few of them I had to go look at. It. It's like the year they came out with that uh, that Dis- that Disney uh, 
choir that sung together. They like linked together somehow. And, and I've got, yep, I remember you talking about those. <laughs> yeah. Those were cool. Very cool. I just moved them to the new yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. They were very cool. I was like, man, those are, those are worth buying. But yeah. speaking of the things you're going to get around to, like I keep meaning to like, just listen to each of them at a time so I can sing jingle bells in the same harmony uh-huh. that they do. But I'm always like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that later. And like, they're out, you know, they're up for the whole yep. Christmas season. I'm like, sometime when the kids aren't around, I'm just going to grab them and just listen to one, figure out the, okay, that's, I guess the uh-huh. tenor part. That's uh, the baritone and that's the bass. Okay. I got that. I mean, I assume Goofy's the bass. Would, it's can't be. Yeah, Mickey. I would assume so. Uh-huh. I'm going to yeah, take it low. What, <laughs> it wouldn't, it wouldn't be Donald for sure. So it'd have to be good. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember before I, uh, uh, even had a podcast, I would like email or message you as, you know, at the podcast for different things you put up. And I was like, you know, I got so excited when you would read those on, on the air or, or make mention of them. And it's like, man, that's a good feeling. And then it's, then, uh, uh, it's kind of one of those inspirations to get me to do Christmas clatter. It's like, man, I need to be involved in this Christmas stuff year round. I just love it too much. And, <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, it it is nice to be able to like, oh, like when you get feedback from the listeners, it's good to be yeah. able to incorporate it into the sh- I'm sure you find this yeah. as well. You're like, oh, well, I mean, you're the ones listening. This is essentially for you. So let's yeah. bring more of what you want to talk about in here. Yeah. Yeah. See, one of the big things I get feedback for is my Christmas memories and I love doing them and people want more, but I'm like, I'm this will be my 44th Christmas. I don't have that many memories you know, you know, to, to, to share. So I have to save them for certain episodes. So, you know. That's like my kids for some, oh, well, it's, it's not actually Christmassy, but my kids like us, my wife and I to tell real stories about uh-huh. our life. Like for some reason that just enter- entertains them. Like after regular bedtime stories, we have to tell a real story about something that happened, you know, either growing up or even, you know, shortly before they were born or even after they were born that they might not remember. And it's like, we're running, like they've, we've been doing this every night yeah. for at least before COVID started. So we're ru- like, I-, I can tell you about the time I went to the store and bought eggs. Like I'm running out of interesting things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not that, I'm yeah. not a secret agent. Not that much yeah. has happened to me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Here not long ago, I had to take my eight-year-old somewhere, and she was going to have to sit and wait for like thirty minutes in a waiting room, and uh, and she was like just beside herself. I'm like, you know, you have a phone with like the unlimited video catalog that you can watch on there, <laughs> or games <laughs> to play. It's like it's not going to be that hard to wait thirty minutes. And I told her, I said, my mom used to sell real estate, and she used to take us. And we had to sit in the, like the conference room for like an hour. And all I had was like one GI Joe with me and I couldn't like lay on the floor. <laughs> oh, I had to sit yeah. there and, and, you know, and my sister would have like a piece of paper and a pen and, you know, <laughs> so it's like, I, my mom just showed me a doodle I'd done on, uh, of, of like, it was like, uh, it was a George, uh, it was Lucasfilm fan club magazine and it came it was like we had a subscription, uh-huh. so it came in uh, instead of a plastic thing. They just had like a cardboard paper, almost like they like almost like a grocery uh-huh. bag uh, material, but that was over the cover, so it was like an extra cover made of just that. And I doodled like an entire Death Star battle going on, like with like a Death Star, like bunch of Tie Fighters mm-hmm. and X Wings and A Wings, and I'm like, I must have been bored this day because it was <laughs> intricate. Yeah. Like there was a lot going oh, on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because. Uh... 
People don't understand what we had to do before phones. We just had to doodle. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Just doodle. Just grab a pen and a paper and, and yeah, that, that there looks like a car, (laughs) (laughs) you know, especially for someone like me that can't draw at all. You know, I have no artistic ability in me. It's like, you know, I'm like, I'm real proud of something I drew and people look at it and you just tell, they're like, what is this? You know, Maybe I'd be one of those. That's why Star Wars is so great. It's just a circle and then a bunch of H's with a bulge in the middle, and you got Tie Fighters oh, yeah. and a Death Star. I should have thought of that. <laughs> yeah, I should have. I was always trying to draw GI Joes. Was my thing for some reason. I was. A, oh, that's way yeah. too intricate. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like this this black guy, this black dot here. That's Snake Eyes. You know. <laughs> 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 you know so. But getting back to your podcast, since you you come out, you said six years now. What's one thing you think you've uh, mm-hmm. learned from doing your podcast about Christmas? Is there anything that just kind of stood out in your mind that really kind of surprised you? That uh, how much love? Like I'm surprised. Like there are little pockets of Christmas that I'm surprised how much love mm-hmm. they get. Like I knew. Like I knew when I did the episode on Nightmare Before Christmas, I knew that right. had a following. Uh, but when I did the episode on Emmett Otter's Jug Band mm-hmm. Christmas, the the Jim Henson uh, short, uh, short whatever special, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, like people oh, loved yeah. it, and people were like can't wait to talk yeah. about it. I was like, I, like I literally, I vaguely remembered it, but like people, like people, like hold that near and dear to their heart, and it's just you know, like you're just going through various Christmas stuff to talk about. You're like, yeah. Oh, I'll talk about this. And people are like, I love <laughs> yeah. that. I'm like, Oh, well, great. I'm glad I talked about it. <laughs> yeah. I love him and Otter. I've, in fact, I have an Emma should have worked for this interview. I have an Emma and Otter shirt, but it's kind of like a off Broadway oh. shirt. It's not officially licensed. So it's just kind of like <laughs> the devil yeah. you say it's like, uh, <laughs> I yeah, don't think. it's like the, the, I don't think they're licensing yeah, yeah. merch for it's that. Like anymore. the imaginary listener that kind of looks like, him and Otter in the Jug Band, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, there's been a few times I, I'll just wear it, you know, year, year round. And there's been I don't know two or three times where you know someone at the counter, if I'm checking out, like at, at the gas station or something, the guy behind the guy goes, "Is that Em and Otter?" I'll be like, "Yes." He goes, "Cool." It was like this moment we connected, yep. you know. <laughs> so, yeah, people were like, "Oh, yeah. that's that's my yeah. jam right there." That Em and Otter. Yeah. <laughs> So, unfortunately, so for me, the Christmas toy was the one. Oh, sorry. I said, unfortunately, for me, it's always been guys that look way older than I do, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, it is not. It is not for the younger generation who likes everything quick cuts and fast because it is certainly not that. (laughs) Oh, uh, the Christmas toy is the Jim Henson um, special that, like, I, I I was doing something and I I heard the song from it and it was just like a whoosh of. Oh, I so remember this. <laughs> yeah. And how much how much Toy Story aped from that plot. Oh yeah. Yeah, that 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 was something I didn't remember either till till you till you brought it up. It was like, oh my goodness. This was um this is getting uh, serious. This might end up in court until Disney throws some money around. But <laughs> <laughs> But I think they've been down that road once or twice before, so that's probably why Disney bought the Muppets, just so they wouldn't have yeah. to hear about it. <laughs> well, did they get it? Is it Emmett Otter theirs, or is it one of those uh, confound things? That's uh, Emmett Otter is still Jim Henson okay. Productions, which is a separate company. Right. 
And I believe Christmas Toy is too, because I know they had to strike a deal with Disney to keep the Kermit the Frog scenes right. in there. Right. For uh, at least for, for uh, Emmett Otter. And I know they were in the Amazon release of Christmas Toy, but they were not, like, if you bought the DVD, it just awkwardly starts and awkwardly yeah. ends. Yeah, it was on. Um, Sorry. I bought it, I think, on Google Play digitally, and Kermit the Frog is in those as well so and i was glad oh, i was glad nice. to see that but yeah i wish one of these days someone would uh, unite the rights to all those muppets back together it's just kind of a sad splintering that has happened oh yeah because hbo mm-hmm. owns sesame street and disney owns yeah. the proper muppets and then jim henson owns i think the, the fraggles, fraggles yeah it's um it's it's crazy it's 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 not right you know it's just kind of <laughs> One day it's gonna be like Marvel, where they all are yeah. like gonna try and get them back under the same yes. umbrella. Yes, that, that'll be the next great feat. Once once Disney acquires Spider Man back from Sony, then they can start working on those Muppets. <laughs> so I think that's the, I think that's the plan. I, I just got off the phone with Kevin Feige. I think that's the plan. So <laughs> <laughs> they are definitely playing yeah, the long game. Right, with Sony. right. Once these superhero movies uh, fizzle out, the MCU is going to switch to the Muppet Cinematic Universe, and <laughs> we'll just keep rolling. So, but I'd be all for that. If uh, I mean, if they just keep going with the template they were doing in the early '90s, where they were just remaking classic works, I was like, people, people would oh, come yeah. out for that. Like, now here's the Muppet X. Here, you know, here is the Muppet. Here's Muppet Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, these are two properties we own. Let's just make them one right. thing. Yeah, that that would. Yeah, they could. Yeah. Yeah, see, that Muppet Star Wars is a great idea because that's one of my fondest memories growing up is the Muppet Babies cartoon, and they did so many Star Wars things. And Yes, and they that, did. that would be such a great uh, bit for them to do. And it doesn't have to be a, you know epic movie release. It probably would work great on Disney Plus or something like that. But It's funny. That's why we don't see Muppet Babies, like the original one, released anywhere like Disney Plus or DVD because they have to pay the rights for all the clips they used. Like they didn't, they weren't making deals for home release when they made them. So it's like, well, this is stuck in limbo forever. Unfortunately, that was a great show too. Great show. It might be one of the best Muppet things ever was Muppet Babies back then. I have to say criminally underrated is Muppets Tonight. I loved that show. that was good too. (laughs) That was good too. One of my favorite bands, legit favorite bands, is Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem. It's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like anytime they play anything, I'm like all in. It's like, I even tried, I, I, I didn't try as hard as I should have, but I even tried to like look up to see who the real band was or at least the real musicians who they were because they are so good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, I thought, well, this would be easy to do with Google, and I kind of Googled it, and then like got to the second page, and I'm like, I ain't finding it, and I just uh, so you know, set my phone down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm sure they want to keep yeah. that a secret because I'm sure it's they probably just have studio musicians rotating. I'm sure it's not the same person every time for at least some of the inter- some yeah. of the instruments, at least. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you know it's the only person that's the same is you know the vocalists, but other than that, I'm sure it's just a revolving door. But you know, it's like if I could just find like one of the bass players or the bass player for this song or, you know, something <laughs> like that. I'd, I'd be excited. You know, and then I, you would think they'd keep the same drummer because you want to keep that same animal energy through all their songs. Right. Right. Yeah. And then I could like shoot them a direct message through social media and be like, Hey, you were tambourine player for this song on the Muppets. <laughs> <You know? laughs> At least they could do Muppet like 
Disney Plus could do like a Muppet Christmas special like every year and make it like a tradition. That would be cool. I mean, they did that Lady Gaga special. I guess it was really Lady Gaga's special and she had the Muppets on it. But I I was like, yeah, they could do that every year, like like the old Andy Williams specials, but just with the Muppets and then have the cast of stars that Disney has in their corral stop by. And I would, I mean, what would be better than that? Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, they got the, you know, that John Stamos is doing that show on Disney Plus now and he would be cool for a Christmas special. you know, Hollywood, Hollywood special kind of thing with the Muppet Muppets, you know, he's, you know, been around Hollywood long enough for everybody to know who he is. And he seemed like he would, that would be a good fit. And then, you know, you have, uh, I mean, Disney owns all the American Idol talent. So you could have all those American Idol singers come on and sing. And, you know, even the ones that didn't make it very far, they're still wonderful singers. So you could have them come on and do a few songs here and there for Christmas. And man, I need to be in charge of this stuff. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope Disney's listening yeah. <laughs> because we're just handing you gold. Yeah, we just handed you gold <laughs> that make that Disney plus something people want to buy, you know, not just pirate <laughs> to all their friends. But uh, yeah, I think, I, 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 you know, it seems like, well, I guess it, just us talking about it, it seems like an easy idea, but I'm sure there's a lot more that goes into it. But it's like, come on, it's Christmas specials. You know, you shoot, you know, you plan for it, you shoot it in July and, you just wait to release it and you know, November first or whatever. I mean the only thing you have to pay rights for is whatever songs they sing. And you know, they could they could pick public domain songs if they really yes. wanted to. There's plenty of public domain Christmas songs. Yeah, they could do that or I'm sure there's people that would write new Christmas songs for them. You know. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah I'm sure they have in house people who will do that. I don't know why we're <laughs> really workshopping this. Yeah. Like <laughs> Disney is like on the other line taking notes. Yeah. Like, oh, God, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm gonna send this. Uh, I'm gonna send this video straight to Disney. You know, uh, <laughs> email uh, at info at Disney dot com, and I'm sure it's gonna, <laughs> it's really gonna go somewhere. So. <laughs> um. But uh, I was going to tell you, too, before we got so sidetracked on Muppets and stuff, uh, you know, swinging this back around to Can't Wait for Christmas. I remember one year you talked about the uh, uh, always leaving something Christmas decorations up on accident kind of thing and how it Mm -hmm. always happens. And we always have this mistletoe that always gets left up in our house. It's always like it gets forgotten. It legit gets forgotten every year to get taken down until usually like <laughs> March or something. And this year it was still hanging up there and there were a few things on like the bookshelf in the in the dining room, some little uh, Christmas figures and I I told my wife Holly I was like I'm just leaving them up. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to leave them. <laughs> I'm just leaving them sit there all year cuz I like to look at them and they ain't hurting nobody. So <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> I went from, you know, oh, we're just leaving this stuff up way too long by accident to, you know, before long it'd be a year-round tree up, upstairs in the in the <laughs> living rooms. <laughs> I, I am, uh, at the new house, I have like an office, the, I have an area that's going to yeah. be my office. I am reasonably oh. sure I'm just going to leave the uh, tree. We have two fake trees, yep. so I'm just leave one in there all year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've told the story a thousand times. I put this one up in the basement a, a year or so ago, and I just love having it up all the time. It's not like wonderfully decorated or anything, but... It's enough, you know, get some of them soft glow <laughs> Christmas lights going. But uh, I got to ask you this because it's been a while since I looked at a house and you talked about moving. It, me and my mom are the same way. When we first walk into a house and we're looking at it, we no matter if we're going to buy it or not, 
my mom used to sell real estate, like I said before. So when as a kid, we got to go into a lot of vacant houses because she would go into houses to look at them before she would show them. And it was like the first thing we always did when we walked in the house is be like, where will we put the Christmas tree? You know, <laughs> you know, that's, that's like the first thing we would decide. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. When my wife was showing me houses, I was like, okay, where are the plugs outside so I can plug in the Christmas lights? Because <laughs> I was more, I was more thinking of the outside of the house that's than where a, we put the tree on the inside of the house. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's, well, that's something at least you, you know, you're thinking about thinking about that because there'd be nothing worse uh, yeah, than buying like, a okay, house. There's and, a plug here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, with LEDs and all that stuff, all you need is one plug now. True, true. I've, although it is like, it's one of those, uh, like right now I have a flat roof, but the house I'm moving into is one of those pointy tall roofs. I'm like, yep. oh, I'm going to have a Tim the Tool Man Taylor moment where I just skid off the, oh. like I'll be hanging the lights and just. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, uh, I'm not a big fan of ladders. Our our roof's a little high, but not too bad. I, I can I can handle it pretty well, but uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan of ladders for some reason. It's like my big phobia. So maybe it's that whole falling thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm generally against falling. <laughs> no, actually what it is, is it's extension ladders, the kind that just lean on the house. Those are the ones I don't like. I can do like the A-frame, the folding ladders, the A-frame ladders. I used to work at a job where I'd have to climb up a ladder like 40 feet on top of equipment. And that didn't bother me because the ladder was Goodness. the ladder was bolted to the side, you know. And so that didn't bother me. But the me. ones where it's just leaning. Yeah, like the, it just, the ones you just, ex- <laughs> you just extend it and lean it against the house and you got to... Ah, I just, no, no, thank you. I just don't like those at all. <laughs> That's legit. Yep. The ones I don't like are the ones that like fold up in like multiple, like, so you can, uh-huh. you can like fold it and like, it can go like this. Oh, sorry. This is just for the people on YouTube. Sorry, <laughs> podcast listeners. <laughs> but like, you can go straight or you can fold it up like that. And like, because I saw that one video on the internet where the guy was climbing over it and it started to move and he's like, now it's locked in. And he takes one more thing and he just goes, Garush! and he just collapses. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have one. I was like, oh, that's going to be me. Yeah, I have one like that, and it takes me about, I don't know, about 20 minutes to make sure everything's locked in because I'm like uh, OCD <laughs> and making sure, you know, I checked it. Like, did I check that last one? I don't remember. I'll go check it again. And then part of it is because I just <laughs> don't want to start the climbing process, you know? So it's like, <laughs> and then I get about three rungs up and like, mm, I think I could stretch from here. <laughs> you know, so. but. So it's always, it's always my, my oldest boy is 17 now. So he gets up the ladder for me. So he, he inherited nice. that job because <laughs> I told him to. So <laughs> it's like, you're still you're young a man. Th- now you can climb that ladder. Yeah. It's like, if you fall, you still won't get hurt. So <laughs> yeah, you'll bounce right back up and go, oh, that was scary. Whereas yeah. If dad falls, oh, <laughs> yeah. my back, forever uh, my back. I, I will, yeah, I'll, I'll break and then I'll be out of work and then we won't have electricity. So which do you want, son? So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I've enjoyed about uh, Can't Wait for Christmas is your, uh, your um, Hallmark spoof. Uh, you used to do like the... Um, Mad Libs kind of thing for the Hallmark for Christmas. Uh, yes, a while back that was a fun. I, that was that was my uh, listener involvement segment yes. one year. Yes, and uh, that <laughs> like it, it started out with like a, my idea was 
that people would just people would say whatever Christmas thing and it would just sound like a Hallmark movie, uh-huh. but then it ended up just being a regular Mad Libs where it just always sounded ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but that seemed like like the idea was like, oh, it's so easy to write these; they'll all sound like a Hallmark movie. And then I was like, well, <laughs> then I found out the next year it's not easy to write those, and also it's way funnier when people say random nouns and verbs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, that uh, did that. Um evolve into the uh a bomb for christmas thing or it was that where you got the uh i can't remember where i got the idea to try that i like at at some point i thought what if they did hallmark what if they did die hard as a hallmark movie uh-huh. like then people would have to say it's a christmas movie and when i realized they would never do that i said well i guess i have to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> I, right. I think like, I, I don't remember <laughs> why that idea breezed into my head one day <laughs> well, I'm glad it did. It, it turned out fantastic. <laughs> it really was good. I mean, I was really lucky because a lot of the lids, the listeners that I got, uh, they were really good. Yes, they they were. It was. Uh, it had to be a lot of work putting all that together, all that sound and the sound effects and all the tracks. <laughs> yeah, and- like scouring the internet for free sounds I could use. <laughs> I'm like, I need a helicopter flying away at medium speed. Like that is a really hard request for a public domain sound site. <laughs> oh, wait. I see your uh, Facebook uh, advertisements after Google and all that stuff. This must have been crazy. He's, uh, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're all they're all wonky. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there, too, trying to find nice sounds for stuff and it's like oh, i can't use this because it you know it's copyrighted you know but then it's like well it's just a you know generic noise but it's on copyright so you have to find something that's uh you know legit to use but then it doesn't sound right and so it is it is a tough i mean just for the last episode of my show i did a show uh, did uh, uh an episode about yiwu china which is, you know, which is a, a large manufacturing center in China that creates sixty percent of the world's the world's Christmas decorations. Oh, wow. um, and I went to find a picture of Yiwu China for the album art that I could use, and there is no public domain pictures of Yiwu China. I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Not somebody couldn't help me out. <laughs> So that picture of the Yiwu marketplace yeah. on the album art, spoiler alert, that's not. It's just a close-up of some other marketplace. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't have a listener go, I've been there to Yiwu, China, and that is not it, sir. <laughs> I, I mean, it's early. It's early days. I only released the episode a couple days ago. Well, now someone will listen to this, and they'll just get on there and uh, bust your chops about it. <laughs> Dear Timothy, I say, I say. <laughs> Did you think you could pass this imposter off? <laughs> Apparently it's a, a colonel from the Civil War that is writing right. me. <laughs> I don't know what that impression was. Yeah, Froghorn Langhorn gets, gets mad at that stuff all the time. So. <laughs> boy, I say boy. <laughs> Pardon me, I'm coughing right in the mic. Yeah, it's like I don't want to be googling around for China, you know, stuff about China too much. You know, it's like. Well, that was the other thing. Like, I googled just China. I'm like, well, that's even worse if I just put some random picture of other another part of China. Then somebody's like, "Mm, you just think every part of China is the same, (laughs) Tim. I'm like, no, I just couldn't find anything for free. (laughs) Right. Like. Could I have paid a stock image photo site? Yes. Yeah. Did I want to? 
no. Yeah, and I bet the, uh, yeah, I bet, I bet Google Earth doesn't go uh, that far down on China for some reason. I'm sure, but <laughs> I mean, it did. There were some. I'm like, these look awful. A, and they yeah. also have Google Maps stamped across them right. so that you don't use them for right. the exact purpose I was going to use them yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't want to. And if I again, if that if that planning thing had worked out, I could have at least drawn something that, like you know, like I drew it, so that now it's you know I own the copyright to it. Right. But again, it was like it was the morning <laughs> of. I was like, I got to get something on there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You don't want to you know, make it obvious that it's, it's not that. But yeah, I, <laughs> I understand trying to find something that will work that will not get you uh, in trouble is um, is tough. I know. Yeah. It's don't want to run afoul of uh, anybody's lawyers. Yes. I know that um, reaction video I did here on YouTube on uh, Christmas by the Bay. I mean, I don't know how those, all those reaction videos, uh, channels, you know, they have whole channels on YouTube that are reactions. I don't know how they do it. I, I need to research that a little bit more, but you know, that was like instantly demonetized, which doesn't matter because it's not making any money anyway, but uh, it, you, oh. know, you know, it's like, but there's a, you know, there's a, a a fair use clause that you know if you do something like that, a reaction video, you know, and 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 stuff that it's cool, you can use it. Or like, uh, you know, if they come when there's new Christmas albums this year, I should be able to listen to parts and review the album. You know, because it's 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 a commentary on it. But the thing is, is they instantly go demonetization, and then you have to prove that what you're doing is legit. And it's like, man, that seems like a you can get a copyright strike, and once you get three of those lifetime, it's your channel's deleted off YouTube. So yeah, it makes me glad I'm no longer doing a Disney YouTube channel like I was when I start. I, that's that's how I start my online life. Started I was doing a uh, a series called Kingdom Comedy about Disneyland. Oh really? And I mean, I was just straight using audio ripped from the parks. Oh wow, wow. <laughs> and I guess it was early days of YouTube where they didn't care. Almost a lot of it's still up there. I don't know. Like I, my channel hasn't been taken down yet. Yeah, I guess because it's technically commentary on the parks, right? Which is what, or you know, yeah. I, I mean, I, so far, so good. <laughs> well, I'll have to, I'll have to hunt that down. Oh, it's youtubecom slash comedian. There we go. I'll, maybe I can do a re- reaction video to your old videos. <laughs> There's a couple Christmas-related yeah. ones. That, that would be really when they brought back Captain EO, it was right around Christmas, or when they uh, announced they were bringing back Captain EO after Michael Jackson died, it was right around Christmas uh-huh. time. So, as a thank you, uh, Mickey Mouse, Kermit the Frog, Spider Man, and Darth Vader sang Jingle Bells to the Imagineers for bringing back Captain EO. Oh, mercy. Does it make sense? Zero. <laughs> it makes zero sense. <laughs> but it made you smile. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably. And I went on It's a Small World at Christmas. Yes. Sorry. That's what, that's probably a good thing that that you did quit that or you'd be in YouTube jail forever. I mean, I would probably just have to change how I did yeah. it. And also, it's just because I don't live there anymore. I don't have an annual pass. I mean, nobody has an annual pass at Disneyland anymore, but I used to live in LA, so I would be like, oh, I'll just pop over, film. It was kind of the same thing with Christmas. Like, I, am, I have an unhealthy obsession with Disney and specifically Disneyland as well. Right. So I was like, well, I'll just channel it into something. Yeah, and the, and it was you know another thing where like hey I we also have an un- unhealthy obsession with Disney I'm like well come along with me yeah. we'll have some fun yeah <laughs> there's um 
I can't think of the name. There's a there's a guy that uh, does a, a Disney YouTube, and he's like getting ready to blog his uh, trip to Disney World here this summer sometime. I, I can't think of the name of his channel now. If, if I think of it, I'll put it in the show notes in the description. But I, I remember hearing him on on uh, a ch- YouTube channel I was, I was listening to not long ago. So I guess there is a way to do it, but uh, it gets squirrely because you want to do all this stuff, but then you don't want to cross the lines and. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, have it taken down and, and you don't mean any harm or anything like that. And, and so it's really a fine line to walk, but it, it's worth it. And good thing about Christmas is a lot of the, the songs are, are, you know, uh, general domain. And so you can just kind of put them up there and, mm-hmm. and, uh, use them over and over. And that's why a lot of, that's why a lot of Christmas. It's hard podcasts. to find actual recordings of the songs that are public domain. Cause like. Jingle Bells mm-hmm. is in the public domain, but like Nat King Cole's version of Jingle Bells is uh-huh. still owned by the Nat King Cole estate. Did it's he actually not. sing? I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely sang right. Jingle Bells. I was like, wait, right. did I just pick what, the one artist yeah, who didn't record it? But no, I'd, he totally did. Something I always wanted to ask you, Tim, um, you've, you used to do or still do or planning to do, you know, COVID's kind of through a wrench in the thing, uh, stand-up comedy, which uh, I find yes. fasc- which I find fascinating because I know I probably would not be very good at it but uh uh i i hadn't stopped me <laughs> well <laughs> but uh did you ever have any like christmas bits i know you're a big christmas fan did you have any christmas bits in your comedy or or did you just kind of just talk about general stuff that you get by with you know year round uh, i talked a lot about nerdy stuff and then parenting stuff yeah. and i tried especially once i started the podcast i tried to put more Christmas stuff in my act, uh-huh. but for some reason I just cannot get it to work right. because I don't want to make fun of Christmas so that we all laugh at Christmas. Right. And hey, isn't Christmas awesome? Isn't that funny a joke? Right. So I was, you know, trying to figure out where that happy medium was. The closest I have a joke about taking my son to Disneyland for the first time during Christmas. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I, I was kind of kind of wonder that. And do you have plans to get back out there once uh, the COVID stuff kind of goes away to start doing some stand up again? Or for sure, as soon as I am able to, I will get on a stage again. Oh man, that'd be great. Maybe one of these days I can get out there and, and see you do some comedy live. That's one thing about uh, Southeast Missouri. There's not much live stand up comedy, so at all. I mean, uh, I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, recently we had a, like three months before COVID, we had a, uh, like a, a comedy club open in town, like the first one ever called the laughing gas. Cause I think that's, you know, you have like three names to pick from when you open a comedy club and laughing gas is one <laughs> yeah, and funny bones, the other, and <laughs> you know, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, like the, yeah, it's always like some sort of like laugh, some sort of a bit about co- laughing or comedy or yeah. whatever, and then like a building. So it was like you know the comedy hut or the the, the <laughs> my, my comedian friend who was like, oh yeah, he's playing the chuckle helicopter out in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> <laughs> like he would all, like he was so much better at it than uh-huh. I am. He would just like he would just pull two random words. <laughs> He'd be like, "Oh, it's the humor pagoda over at uh <laughs> And he would always come up with a city. Ah, he was so oh, funny. Man. <laughs> well, that's the thing is pulling the random cities. For some reason when people just say something and pull a random city, it, it, you know, it's like you know, like <laughs> yeah, you know that place Idaho Falls. It's like, "Oh, because <laughs> i've looked i looked for comedy about christmas and there's not a lot of it out there 
uh, at all. And I think it's it's because of what you said. It's hard to make fun of, you know, especially if you like it, you know, without, you know. Yeah, exactly. I think there's probably there's probably jokes about people having experiences at Christmas. Right. You know, like, oh, my family's so crazy. Here's what happened at Christmas right. or, you know, things yeah. like that. It's It's easier to do the comedy for Christmas when you can exaggerate the stuff like in the movies and things. And, and really the only comedy sketch I found was by comedian, uh, Tim Hawkins. And it was a little bit, and it was more poking fun at the song. Do you hear what I hear about uh, how silly the lyrics are? Oh. And, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty hilarious. I'll, I'll send you the link here when we get off here, but it, it's pretty funny. I used to, I listened to the, I used to listen to the comedy bang bang podcast and they did a, they do a Christmas episode every year. This is usually pretty amusing. But one year they were breaking down the lyrics to Little Drummer Boy. Uh-huh. And like, <laughs> like uh, the the ox and lamb kept time, or I can't remember the uh-huh. exact lyrics, but blah, blah. Like two animals kept time is one of the lyrics. And the person's like, that's what the drummer is supposed to do. The drummer keeps time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you've got one job, drummer boy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And then, like, you know, the baby smiled at me. He's less than a day old. He didn't smile at you. They don't have those facial <laughs> muscles that move like they want to yet. <laughs> he doesn't even have object permanence. Stopped overinflating your ego, drummer boy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It was just a big, long bit about how that song makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's similar to what uh, Tim Hawkins did with Do You Hear What I Hear. He's like, you know, he's like, he's like, you know, the little lamb said to the shepherd boy. Maybe the shepherd boy's been out in the field too long. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like what he's, what's he doing? Listen to the sheep, you know, and, uh, you, know. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you know, he's like, oh, we must tell the mighty king, you know, <laughs> and then he goes to the mighty king says a child shivers in the cold and the king's like, oh, let's bring him silver and gold. And he's like, how about a blanket if he's shivering in the cold? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know how about some soup? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, it's like he's gonna he's gonna die of pneumonia, but he'll be loaded. You know, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, gold is cold. It rhymes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, but uh, and it's not that long of a bit. It's only, it's, I think, it's less than two minutes. But it's like it's like. I've always enjoyed yeah, my, comedy quite a bit, and it's it just seems a little bit lacking for Christmas, but maybe one of these days yeah, we'll my, figure figure it out. My one bit about it is, like I said, I took I took my son when he my oldest son uh, when he was seven months old, like to Disneyland for the first time, and we took him on It's a Small World, and I talk about how like oh it's it's great because at Christmas they do it all up for Christmas, so you get to go through all the different countries of the world and see how they celebrate Christmas, including several countries. That don't celebrate Christmas. You're like, is Christmas really big in the Middle East? Because I kind of thought that was part of the disconnect we were having. No? All right. Well, jingle all the way in the snow, in a desert. What's going on right now? <laughs> yes. And there's more to it than that, but that uh, was, that's the main Christmas chunk of it. <laughs> that's similar to the, the line every time uh, uh, the the Band-Aid song uh, um feed the world comes on and it's like do they know it's christmas is all it's christmas time at all and i'm and that I always tell my wife or whoever's around so probably not because it's probably a muslim country but uh <laughs> <laughs> being in africa you know so but. it's like they know uh, 
They just don't care. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> There was a Christmas movie that made reference to that at one time when they were talking about uh, Santa Claus making it around the world and how fast he would have to move for that to happen. And, and like one of the kids in the movie said, well, he doesn't have to because there's, you know, so many countries that don't celebrate Christmas at all. So you got to eliminate those, which, you know, makes it more feasible, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I can't even remember what movie that was. I've seen so many now that call kind of runs together. I but. feel like. I feel like Judge Reinhold and the kid from the Santa Claus have a have a conversation that involves that. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Uh, Anthony will come unhinged if that's the movie, and I can't think of the name of it. But, uh, <laughs> He's shouting at his podcast right now. Yes, yes, well, yes. He, his podcast player, I should say. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> He's he's getting ready to hit cat flocks on me and uh, go to town. So. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's 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 pretty good. Maybe that's maybe it was Santa Claus. But, uh, like I said, I've seen so many; they kind of all run together after a while. But don't tell anybody. <laughs> Shh. No one's listening to this, are they? I'm getting paranoid. Is that a camera? Oh, <laughs> um, I think I think you said you're like me before that. The, like your favorite Christmas movie is uh, "It's a Wonderful Life," and and. Uh, mm-hmm. And we have that, we have that in common. That's, that's my go-to for the, the, this is when it's truly Christmas time kind of thing, you know, and, and I always save it for a, a special time to watch it during the year. And it's not just one that's on in the background. So. Exactly. Like, it's not a movie that's like, there's a lot of Christmas movies that I can just put on. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just a, a light bit of fluff. Like this is, okay, yes. I'm going to sit down and watch this. Yes. <laughs> yes. That yeah. was just funny. I rediscovered it that year that I didn't have a lot of Christmas. Like when everybody went to bed that Christmas night, uh-huh. I watched It's a Wonderful Life. And I was like, that was, I was like, oh, I had forgotten how good this movie is. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I didn't really see that movie until the late nineties. And, and I just, uh, I was just married at the time and living on my own, you know, for the first time in my life and mid twenties, I guess. And uh, it was Christmas, and for some reason I was at the house by myself that night, and, and I was like, I need to watch that that movie. And I had bought it on DVD uh, that year just because it's like, oh, it's a Christmas movie, I need to watch it. And I'm sit there on the couch and bawled like a baby the, the first time <laughs> I watched it. And it took me several watchings before it didn't affect me that strong. I mean, it still gets to me, but before it didn't affect me that strong emotionally, you know, and, and it's like, it's just, I just know it's absolutely Christmas. So I always wait till about a week before Christmas. I always make sure it's dark outside and just the Christmas trees on and the house is quiet and, uh, and watch it. So. Yeah. But, yeah. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? The family, you don't get to be around for this. Like, cause you're, you're just going to ruin it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's I, I'm, daddy time. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. It's like, okay, if you're going to be here, then you're not going to be heard, you know? So, <laughs> but, but my wife, my wife shocked me uh, this past year because, you know, because theaters were, were hurting so much. They were renting out whole theaters for really cheap where you could mm-hmm. have 20, pe- 20 people uh, come. And so she rented one out and we watched it. It's a wonderful life on the big screen with uh, my nice. mom and dad, my sister and nieces and, you know, my, my four kids and, um, my uh 
uncle and and his son and wife came. Uh, they had lost their uh, he had lost his wife and their mom, my aunt, you know, earlier in the year. So they came and uh, being their first Christmas out that. So it was it was really a special time and it was really cool. And everybody stayed apart and we were just with people we were you know close to anyway. So and uh, it was quite quite more of an experience on the big screen than I anticipated it being, uh, which was really good. Great. It's like, uh, it's like I can see a lot more. It's like, I can see a lot more of the details in, in the background and, and stuff like mm. that, you know, with the black and white just, than what I could. It's just, I know people are like, Oh, now that we've had a year of COVID, I'm never going to the movie theater again, but there is something, something so magical about seeing a movie mm-hmm. in the theater. Like I took a, a film class and it was done in like, it wasn't a movie theater proper, but it was like a big auditorium at my college that was essentially, it was almost like a movie theater. And like you had the crowd, you had the big screen. And that's where I saw Casablanca for the first time. And I'm like, oh, that is, I mean, that is the way to watch that movie. If you can, I mean, not Um, necessarily in a film class, but like in a crowd with people again, like, mm -hmm. yeah, there's like, there's just something about the movie going experience that makes, that differentiates something that you just watch from something you really I hate to use the experience again in the same sentence, but like it's it's more affecting, yeah, to watch to sit down in a movie theater and watch something like even even an okay movie seems a lot better in the theater. Yeah, yeah, I think it's that shared experience. The people really like to have that shared experience, and and you know it's one of the few places we get it anymore is at the theater. Because um, I remember when I'm a, I was a kid, and and of course, you know the Cosby Show was all the rage, you know, when I was a kid and it's biggest show on TV. So it was like Fridays, you know, it came on Thursday nights and it's like, so Friday morning at school, all the kids were quoting all the funny lines from the Cosby show, <laughs> you know, cause did you all, see what Rudy yeah. did last <laughs> night with the jello pudding? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so even though you weren't watching it together, it was like a shared experience, you know, that's something that you've seen together. And I, I think that's, that's the cool. And I am, I am, all ready to be back in. We got Black Widow coming up in July, and mm-hmm. I, I will be at the theater for, for for that for sure. And we got four MCU movies this year, and another MCU series on Disney Plus coming next week. Loki next week. So, oh wow, I didn't realize it was that soon. Yeah, I think so. Oh, if it's not yeah. next week, it's the week after. I think it's get that Loki yeah. action. Yep. So yeah. So. <laughs> I am I am all ready to get get back in the full groove, and it worked out perfect for the MCU. I, they couldn't have planned it any better. You, you know, let the Infinity Saga come to a conclusion, and you get a one oh, movie yeah, after, they just had to and take then, this nice long break after the Infinity yeah. Saga. Yeah, yeah. Well, then they got you know they got Spider Man in after you know a few months after the Infinity Saga to kind of get you know to kind of you know set the tone for afterwards, and then a nice nice long break. And then uh, once uh, Black Widow hits, it's like almost every other month we get a new MCU movie for the next two years. It's just Black Widow just seems like such an odd way to restart. Uh, we've gone far away from Christmas, but uh, yes, just it, it always happens on this. Way. It always <laughs> happens on this show. <laughs> it's like because like we know how this character's journey ends. So like, mm-hmm. why are we starting the new thing with something old? I, I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I'm there's sure gotta, I, <laughs> Kevin Feige's got a plan. I know, uh, but 
Yeah, there, there's got to be something vitally important to what's coming up in that movie. And and then uh, we got the Shang-Chi movie, which has looked fantastic by the trailer. That trailer, that trailer was probably the best trailer I've seen in a long time. And then uh, that Eternals trailer just came out a few days ago and it was really interesting. And I got to say like the, like, I don't know anything about the Eternals. I don't know anything about, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I've, I, like it was, but like when guardians of the galaxy came out, I knew nothing about uh, that before. Yeah. Like I heard it was announced. Right. And then I, I think I, I saw them on an episode of the Avengers cartoon when I was going through it on Netflix. And I was like, Oh, that's the movie that's coming out. But like that trailer for guardians of the galaxy, you're like, look at how wacky this is. You're going to love it. Like it really sold it. Whereas I feel like the Eternals trailer is like, it's like they're trying to keep like, look at this mystery. I'm like, yeah, I already had a mystery. I have no idea what this is going to be about. And now I still don't know what this is going to be about. Yeah. See, there's uh, uh, one of my best friends, Jeremiah, we were always talking about MCU stuff. And I remember going to see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, me and Holly went and I was like nervous going into the theater because, you know, Marvel was on such a tear of making, you know, re- really good to great movies. And I was like, is this going to be their first bomb doing, the, you know, the raccoon and tree mm. thing and, and, you know, going <laughs> deep in space and kind of, you know, and I didn't know much about them either. As far as characters, I just kind of knew who they were from a surface level. And I was like, for some reason, nervous, like it was my responsibility for the movie to be good or not. <laughs> and, and I, and I, I always, I always do this thing with my friends when I leave the theater and see a movie. When I see, I, I send them a one word review and is, is my, um, my thing. I send them a one word movie review. That way I don't spoil anything. And, uh, so I sent him in all capital letters with an exclamation point. Now, you know, is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like he's like, "What's that mean?" And I'm like, "Go now," because <laughs> so, it was so good. I know how we bring the MCU talk back into Christmas. <laughs> the Spider-Man movie is supposedly at comes out during you know the Christmas season and is a, yes. it takes place during Christmas time. So it'll be the second yes. MCU Christmas movie. Yes, it will be, and I look forward to that one. I hope they, I hope they lean into Christmas a little bit more than what Iron Man three did. That would be wonderful. Yes. I, um, I wish Shazam would have leaned into Christmas a little bit more. I think it, I think it did. I think it had more Christmas than Iron Man three did. As far as I mean, I was impressed. Not only does mm-hmm. the main story take place during Christmas, but there's two flashbacks yeah. to, from two separate characters. They also ba- flash back to past Christmases. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah. at least they kept it all Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did. And I really, what I'm hoping I would, I would love to see somewhere either at the beginning or at the end, the Spider-Man swinging through New York with the snow and a Santa hat on. I would love to see that. Or even just the visuals of swinging through while this New York's all done up yes. for Christmas, like through, like yes. through, by the tree. Oh, yeah. and oh, that is. I mean, it doesn't have I to mean, be. I mean, they a, still have time, digital people. Make it happen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and we just keep writing checks for Disney, you know, for them to cash. <laughs> but, you know, they don't have to lean into it and make it like a Christmas specific movie, but just kind of lean in a little bit like that just to give a little. Uh, Wink and a nod towards Christmas and give us some, you know, 
great Christmas scenery or, or something, you know, or, you know, has Spider-Man with a, a web bag of toys and dropping it off. Or something, you know? <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I mean, I'm, I can't see how they would work that into a plot that seems to be stuffed with so much going on, but yes, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the Guardians are also doing a holiday special, not this year, but next year on Disney+. Yes, Plus. yes, 2022. That's going to be... I'm here for that. Yeah, I am too, and that's, that's going to... Uh, James Gunn's writing and directing that. So it should be very interesting. And I would, and I really can't wait to hear the soundtrack to that. I think the soundtrack's going to yes, be really good. Exactly. He's, he's so good with the soundtracks on his movies. And so, like, I don't yeah. even care about Suicide Squad, but like his trailer for it, like the trailer for it with the music that he picked, I'm like, I'm in. Uh, I'm going to go watch that. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, I've never cared about anything in the DCU yep. <laughs> up uh, other than Shazam or Wonder Woman. Right. But I'm here for this. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm the same way. I, I've, you know, I was, I was never a big DC fan in general. I always enjoyed the cartoons of theirs, but that's about it. And, you know, Wonder Woman was fine. I can, I can live with that. Suzanne, I, I really kind of liked, <laughs> you know. What a and, rave review. Yeah. Todd says Wonder Woman was fine. I can live with it. <laughs> He yeah. raves. <laughs> Put that on the jacket of the DVD. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I pictured it in the big bold quote. Yeah, your name fine. underneath it. That's fine. That's why. I, that's why other. That's why other people are paid movie critics and not me. You know. <laughs> I may yeah. mock that up and send it to you later, or maybe I'll just post it on Instagram and tag you. <laughs> there you go. People, when this ha- this hasn't dropped yet, people will be like, "What are you talking about?" That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I need three hundred words on, on Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Uh, it's fine. I could live with it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 1984. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like that. Although that had a little bit of Christmas at the end too. Yes. So, see, and I'm uh, my my hard and fast rule is for Christmas movies is as long as it has some Christmas in it, it's a Christmas movie. I don't care about anything else because it's <laughs> too many people get in the weeds on like what the plot's about and what's the determining factor for the character change and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, but now you're splitting hairs, you know. And it's like, well, well how come this applies for this movie but doesn't this other movie? It's like just if it's got Christmas in it, it's a Christmas movie. I don't care if it's for, you know, a few minutes. And uh, <laughs> that does get me some silliness, like the Jurassic World movie where it's Christmas time and, you know, it's Christmas day. But you only know that at the opening scene. And then after that, you know, they're in the <laughs> tropics, so it doesn't matter. And it's never spoken <laughs> of again. But it's like, well, I got to stick to the rules, so. Maybe I feel like uh, rampaging dinosaurs for Christmas sometime, but <laughs> I mean, you know, different different Christmas movies for different moods. Yeah, there you like, go. People, there doesn't have to be a narrow definition of Christmas movie, right? There's right. Christmas movies and Christmas movies you don't like. Right. <laughs> Not you, right. Todd. You, <laughs> person who is saying Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. All right, <laughs> oh, it's a Christmas right. movie you don't like. That's fine. Yeah, you don't have to like. Yep. It. There's there, there's. Plenty of room around my tree for all the cr- movies that have Christmas in them, <laughs> you know, exactly. and I will call them a Christmas movie. And uh, the, the one movie Harry I haven't has got a part s- that takes place at Christmas, Christmas mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking with uh, 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 Jerry D and uh, Michael Crystalman the other day about the anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. And 
And uh, I said, you know, it probably has enough snow in it to be considered a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> I should have picked that for the Merry Melee when I was picking a non-Christmas Christmas movie. <laughs> Yeah, I, I still like Frozen. Frozen was a good yeah. answer. I stand Frozen, by it. Frozen was probably the best answer, and I didn't even think of it at, at first. That you know, when I write the questions, I don't. I kind of have like what I would have, and Frozen wasn't even on my radar. But that was a killer answer. Oh, what especially. were you thinking of? A Christmas movie that's or a, a Christmas a movie that's not a Christmas movie that has a Christmas vibe. What were you thinking? I had Lethal Weapon on my mind thinking about that see that i feel like that technically counts because it's at christmas yeah yeah so See, that's technically it's, a christmas that's that was yeah. my intentional thought like it can't actually be a, a christmas movie or a movie that takes place at christmas i want a movie right. with no christmas movie christmas in it that somehow had a christmas feel to it yeah yeah seeing and frozen was so good because like you said the songs are used at christmas time now and it's like dang you're right, Tim. Which was why Sound of Music would have been a second choice. Although, I don't know if there... Yeah. I haven't seen Sound of Music in forever. I don't know if there's a it's scene that takes place at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Another yeah, one would have been... <laughs> I mean, Dumb and Dumber takes place at Christmas time, but it's not a Christmas movie, but it doesn't it does? really feel like Christmas. Yeah. I didn't know that was yeah, Christmas. Was a, I knew the one of the characters' names was Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. They have that scene where they're wearing the Christmas sweaters, and he's like daydreaming that he's the the life of the party and that there's the oh, that, that party yes, where there's a big yes. christmas tree in the background i mean it's like well, the, barely that's a daydream so it's not taking place at christmas but i like so, where you're going with it yeah well you, do you need a good reason to watch dumb and number i don't think you do <laughs> <laughs> but i've been trying to think of like movies that are not Christmas movies that like would be better if they were, and that, that's really tough to do as well. And and uh, it's like, well, this would be better if it's a Christmas movie. It's like, okay, well, then what would you do Christmassy in it? And it's like, um, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, you could get lost in the weeds on that for a while. Yeah, it, it's like you may have just you know, given me a future five golden things. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I have this new um, segment that's going to be YouTube only coming out. And uh, I used to do the recast, miscast stuff where I would uh, take the Christmas movies and recast them with modern day pe actors as if they would remake them. And uh, that would always uh, stir the pot a little bit. And, and I want to do something a little bit different because there's not that many Christmas movies you can recast that people really care about. Uh, you know, once you get to about, once you get to about 10, it's like, you know, they're done. It's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to recast this Hallmark movie with modern actors. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, that's not going to work out. You know, what, by the time you get Santa Claus done and uh, Elf and Christmas Vacation and Christmas Story and like Jingle All the Way done, it's like, you know, what else is there? It's a wonderful life. You could do that one. I suppose you could take Street. some of the more recent ones and recast them yeah. in like the 1940s. Yeah. So Go like backwards if, with if, it. If, if they did jingle all the way in 1945, yeah. who would play Arnold Schwarzenegger's part? Right. <laughs> uh, John Wayne. That's exactly where my mind went. <laughs> yeah. That's the only one I can think of. You know. <laughs> John Wayne. But, but I have this thing when I, and right now the tinted, the tinted, 
I can't even talk, but the temporary uh, title is recast with, and I'm going to take a, a Christmas movie and then have to recast it with a cast of a television show. All the characters. Oh. But the trick is, is I, is you have the choice of recasting the whole thing uh, by the actors themselves and their abilities or by the characters of the TV show. So I have um, one coming up, um, the Santa Claus, and I'm using the uh, cast of The Office for that. And uh, ah. so either so either I have the, the choice of, you know, casting a character because of the actor who Steve Carell is or as Michael Scott, you know, so that might change who they play in the movie, that kind of thing. So I still have not watched any of the office since, uh, the merry melee. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have, uh, I have the, uh, Tom, Anthony and Julie are coming on, uh, in June to record with me and we're doing a Christmas story with the cast of friends. So interesting. Timely. Yes. So that reunion just dropped recently. Yeah. So we're going to do that. And, uh, I have a few others like that, that they're, they're kind of, you know, it'd be fun because it'd be, if you ever want to do one where you're recasting something with the cast or crew uh, with the cast or characters of Star Trek, the next generation, I'm your guy. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool because I've, I went on a search not long ago trying to find any kind of Star Wars Christmas episode. And Star Trek, sir. Star yes, Star Trek. 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 I'm sorry, I misspoke. How dare you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, misspoke. I misspoke. I was thinking Star Trek because I was thinking Next Generation because they, they were the closest one. And I think it was like a scene in one episode. Yes, where uh, yeah. Data is reading the lines from A Christmas Carol as Scrooge. Yeah. Yes, and that was like I the recently closest. did a rewatch of the entire series. Uh, yeah, that was like the closest thing to a Christmas episode I could find, and it's like, well, maybe that'd be enough to to talk about it or something. But also in the the crossover uh, movie Star Trek Generations, where Kirk and Picard meet for the first time. Yes, uh, Picard is in the Nexus, and he's a, when he's there, he's celebrating Christmas with his imaginary family. Uh. So that's the only other piece of Christmas I know. Well, there might be some in Voyager, but who cares? That's right. Right. Come at me, Voyager fans. I hate that show. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) maybe we'll touch on those scenes, you know, sometime. (laughs) Be like, yeah, see, I wouldn't want to do a Christmas carol with the the cast of the next generation because the Picard's already like did all that all by itself. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so yeah, I think, I think we could do that. I think we could do that. Pretty well. In fact, I will bring you on and I know which movie we'll do. I, th- I was like, I just want, uh, not Michael Dorn, but Worf as something like, I don't know yes. what, <laughs> but I want to yes. put him in there somewhere because a Klingon <laughs> and a Christmas story is what we all need right now. <laughs> I was in a group chat with somebody and uh, we were talking about Star Trek and, and stuff. And for some reason I, I took my little, uh, photoshop app i got on my phone where i make my stuff and i put uh reindeer antlers on wharf and a red nose and and sent it to him (laughs) (laughs) wharf is the grinch yes i can see it yes (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> Paint him green. Yes. <laughs> it, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that's all right. I, I think I, I'll bring you back. Well, we got to do that. We'll do uh, Star Trek Next Generation. I'll think of a movie. I have one in, in mind. I'll, I'll I'll tell you when we when we quit recording because I don't I want to you know have the ability to change and uh, see what you think. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely do that. that. That'd be a lot of fun. I, I didn't think I'm about down. doing. Yeah, I didn't think. Make about. it so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Captain's your log. <laughs> Did you just come up with that right now? It's brilliant. <laughs> yep. It's off the top of my head. Every once in a while, I'll come up with something kind of funny. How do I not begin and end every of my shows with Captain's Yule Log? Like, that's what I should have been doing. I'm just leaving money on the table. <laughs> you can have You may have it. just can... named a new segment in my, <laughs> in my podcast. I don't know what it's going to be about, but I'm doing it. <laughs> hey. Hey, you could have it. You could do like, you could just make it like a, uh, you know, just like a, a paragraph on, you know, something you're, you know, some Christmas observation of some kind, because that's all the, the log is, is just kind of what's going on right now, you know? So. Oh, I've got to, yeah, that's, 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 that's just, that's just gold. That's just brilliant. That just needs to be, do- oh, I was, it was just sitting there on the tree waiting to be plucked. <laughs> And you were like, was anybody looking for this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Every once in a while, I'll, <laughs> I'll hit gold. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, you can you can absolutely have that. I, I look forward to hearing what you come up with on that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, something. So I got. I mean, we've got it. It can't just sit there. No, this no. can't be the end of it. <laughs> no, no, it can't be. It can't be. There's somebody out there going, oh, I should have thought of that. That's so easy. <laughs> I bet if I Google it, I bet someone else has thought of that and done something with it. But Oh, it could no, be. Gonna, I'll Google it later. <laughs> yeah, it could be, but they're not as cool as we are. So Exactly. So, right. And they're not, they're not Christmas influencers like we are. So, yeah. <laughs> Christmas influencers. <laughs> That's what I call myself. Yeah, yeah. I put that on my resume. Yeah, yeah, I, tr- yeah. I, I set the trends for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and by that, I mean, I just stick with the trends that have been going on with Christmas for years. <laughs> I just talk about the stuff everybody likes. <laughs> Who knows? Are people am, are people following me or would they have done this anyway? It's, it's a mystery. We'll never figure it out. <laughs> oh, that always tickles me when people say, I'm a social media influencer. It's like, are you really? <laughs> or is that just what you tell your mom? Get her off your back. (laughs) (laughs) Even moms know at this point that's not a real career. Right. (laughs) Oh, but that's funny. Tim, I think think I'll let let you go for for now because I want to talk to you a little bit about that uh, that, uh, generations idea, Star Trek Next Generation idea. But (laughs) sorry, people, I got to have a private conversation with Tim, so I'm just going to jump off here. Well, thank you for letting me come on and yammer on your podcast. Oh. I enjoy it very much, and I'm glad to to be a part of it. Yes, and uh, sorry it took so long. I'm, it's been two years. I started Clatter. This is the first time you've been solo, so uh, thanks for doing the melees, and hopefully we can have you uh, back uh, many more times uh, to chat with us and do to do silly Christmassy things 
with us and we'll definitely have you back but uh, let everybody know where they can find uh can't wait for christmas you can go to can't wait for christmas pod.com or you can find us on twitter at christmas pod or facebook and instagram at can't wait for christmas pod or no chris is i think that's it (laughs) social media presence nailed or you could just go to your favorite podcasting app search up can't wait for christmas and hopefully it will find us yep and uh all the correct links will be in the show notes for the podcast it will be in the description here on youtube and so you'll just be a click click away and uh and go back and re-listen to the Merry Melee and hear yes. me crush it. Yes. Go back and listen to Tim. <laughs> take home the gold in the Merry Melee. AKA and- stumble into winning twice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining me here on Christmas Clatter. Be sure to check out our website, christmasclatter.com. Email me at Todd at ChristmasClatter.com. Christmas Clatter is a proud presentation of the Christmas Podcast Network. And remember, keep Christmas hope alive every day. <laughs> <laughs>